get started, we'll jump right into the intro here. We have Kimberly Hessler with us. She's an experienced training manager with a demonstrated history of building strong relationships, 30 years supporting both the local military and employer community in paid and volunteered positions, uh, 23 years as a career coach, um, doing some amazing things there for military members, veterans, military spouses, and their families. Uh, foster strategic relationships with public, private, state, and federal government, higher education institutes, behavior health organizations, legal professionals, faith-based organizations, military installations, support services, and military service organizations across the nation. She does a ton of volunteer work to support the military and veterans as well. Kimberly, how are you doing today? Looks like you're having the same technical issues we've been having all day long. Yes, it seems, seems I'm having a tad bit of technical issues, but uh, I was able to switch my computers and get on with you guys. It's a beautiful day in Colorado Springs, and life is good. That is awesome. So tell us tell us a little bit more about yourself. What, what got you into wanting to help and volunteer with the military support community? So I'm a military spouse, um, and when we PCS to Colorado Springs, uh, there weren't any... Um, it was a very down economy, so there went into a lot of opportunities. And I had uh, been at MacDill Air Force Base where we stood up the first uh, family support center um, and it had experience uh, there. And so I thought, well, I can't find a job, so I'm going to go volunteer where I know um, that I'll, I'll find at least friends, right? <laughs> and so I went and volunteered, and that was when they were kicking off the transition assistance program. Um, and so I volunteered in that area. And uh, eventually was hired to be a transition assistance program facilitator. And I, I'm actually the longest serving facilitator um, worldwide. I uh, retired from that at 20 years of, um, of facilitating TAP and, and moved on to do some other really cool things. Um, but um, it, it fascinated me. I loved it. The Colorado Springs is an amazing uh, community that takes care of the military and their family. Um, and so I, I just found my absolute passion and I stayed with it. Oh, that is absolutely awesome. And, and Colorado Springs is a phenomenal community. Uh, I, I went TDY there several times and always was amazed by everything going on. Just absolutely amazing. It really is. You know, we, um, we, we started a lot of grassroots um, things here in Colorado Springs um, and it just blossomed over the last 30 years. Um, you know, when TAP started, there really wasn't that much to help military members as they transitioned out. And we always laughed that we started out with the acetates on overheads, right? And now we're all the way to PowerPoints and really cool stuff. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, my volunteer work in Colorado Springs, um, uh, as I said, started out grassroots. A lot of us just volunteering and, you know, putting a lot of um, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then we have had a wonderful opportunity where our mayor has really leaned into this and he has a special assistant um, who now uh, facilitates and chairs the Military Spouse Career Coalition. And we just had a, um, a, a breakfast with the mayor and there was 100 people in attendance, all very supportive of military spouse employment. So, um, and I think, as you know, it's, it's about 30% unemployment uh, for military spouses. Now it used to sit at 25%. Uh, but because of the pandemic, we're, um, we're at um, about 30% unemployment for military spouses. So we're doing a lot in Colorado Springs to try to combat that. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Kimberly, um, 
I know with a lot of the work that you're doing, uh, you're seeing day in and day out uh, successes and, and well, maybe for lack of a better term, um, things that don't work. I won't call them failures. Uh, right, learning, right. learning points, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe is a better way to phrase that. What are right. some of the biggest challenges, pitfalls, things that you're seeing transitioning military members and family members run into? It's a, uh, it's a lack of a network um, uh, and, and a, a misunderstanding about what transition looks like. Um, I taught uh, the transition assistance program, as I said, for like 20 years on all the installations in Colorado Springs. So it had all flavors of transition. <clears throat> and um, the best learning experience I had was at SecureSet, which was a startup um, boot camp for cybersecurity. Uh, and so when I went there, um, it had uh, been in existence for two years in Denver, and it was brand new here in the Colorado Springs area. Um, and really what I discovered was um, that um, in the military, right, you have your network, you know the process, and it is very process-oriented, right? It's um, you do A, B, C, and D, and you get promoted. Um, and then the military sends you to the next position, right? Mm-hmm. And so the most difficult thing I had was teaching um, how important building relationships were outside the military. Um, and we had a, an amazing phenomenon, and I'd invite you all to come see it. Um, about four years ago, and I was still at uh, SecureSet, very new at SecureSet at the time. No, I, I would say, it doesn't matter. It's several years ago. <laughs> I lose track of time. But the bottom line is, is we started SecureSet. We didn't have, I had a huge network here, but I didn't have a network for cyber. And so we started uh, building that network. And Dr. Sean Murray, who I now work for, I worked with at that time, um, he uh, said, Kimberly, um, I was trying to have fledgling first Friday thing. And he said, Kimberly, would you um, be offended if I took this over? And I said, hey, if you have horsepower and money, I'm all about it. Um, you, you start it, you get it going, and I'll bring my students to it. So every first Friday, we have a, um, an event for cybersecurity. It's at Jack Quinn's. It's a local pub, um, and we rent the upstairs. Um, we started with 20 people, and last August 5th, I had 166 people all in cyber, and they're from newbies all the way up to uh, business development, um, senior executives in the room. Um, and building relationships and helping each other. Uh, and what we have seen over the last, I would say, year to two years is that um, the growth is phenomenal. We did a lot of mentoring when Sean and I started it. It was, um, you know, just to kind of get people involved and, and co- connected. And I would tell you that most of my students from SecureSet got hired by going to First Fridays. Now, I had to bribe them with um, extra credit. <laughs> to go to these these crazy networking events that this extrovert wanted them to go to, right? Um, But that's what I've found. And the cool thing about military and being in military communities, we're all about mentoring each other and taking care of each other. And this has become just just an amazing phenomenon that um, they know uh, that opportunities are there. Um, And so it's not like, oh, you know how we tell you in TAP, you got to go build a network and you're like, well, exactly where do I start with that, right? Right. You know, and uh, this really, just really focuses in on it. And 
And, but I do think that's the biggest challenge is, is how, how do I build this network? How do I do this? Um, and I had a hard time with them um, because as soon as they got stressed, they went right back to the process. I'm just going to apply online. I'm just going to tweak my resume some more. Um, I'm spend hours and hours on that and I'm going to get 200 rejection letters, right? Yeah. So yeah. Or ghosted. <laughs> no or rejection ghosted. letter. Yes, absolutely. Which is, and I told them, I said, guys, you know what? I don't wake up in the morning hoping to get rejected. Um, and <laughs> so let's not do this to ourselves, right? Let's not um, send out all these resumes. Just endure this for a couple hours with me. Um, and see that people, you know, in the cyber industry are really friendly, even though lots of introverts, right? Very, very much want to talk about it and want to help, right? And I've seen that through other industries. So we're um, modeling a networking event for military spouses after that um, and, and working hard to get that off the ground. That's been going about three or four months. We still have more mentors there than we have military spouses, um, but I think it'll take off eventually. How, how? Oh, go ahead, Sean. Well, I was going to ask: Is that are are they able to do that or tie into that virtually, or is it just locally, locally meeting there in Colorado Springs for the military spouses? Because you might be able to pull in a bunch virtually if, if that's capable. Um, so right now, um, we're we're just we're just doing it in person, um, but that may be uh, something to think about, right? And I've also thought about that for cybersecurity first Fridays, right? It's like, it is such a phenomenon. Can we, can we do that virtual, right? Is there a way, is there a way to do that? I don't know, but I think that's a good, good thought to, to have. And I can take that back to leadership and see what their thoughts are on that. How, my question was going to be, how important is it for, and maybe directly related to what you do, how important is it for military uh, transitioning or, or spouses, right? The related groups that we're talking about to get certified, like the CISSP, or if you're in a different end industry, maybe it's HR or whatever other certifications are related to your field of expertise. How important is that? So um, when it comes to cybersecurity, this is what we say. Certifications get you hired. Degrees get you paid. So mm -hmm. what many times military members do not understand is how DOD contracts are written. Um, and this is extremely important in DOD. May not be as important in private industry, but with DOD, if you do not, you, you can be a brilliant um, cyber person, you've done it in the military, but if you do not come to me with a SEC plus, I cannot get you hired. Hmm. There's just, hmm. and unless, unless you like have a TSSCI, CI poly, and they're like, okay, we really want you, and um, we'll uh, we'll we'll hire you, and we give you X amount of months to get Sec Plus. And please foot stop this. There's a it's called Cool Army Cool, Navy Cool, Air Force Cool, Marine Corps Cool. All these certifications are in there for free. Yep, Absolutely. and they can be taken this prior to coming out, right? And if you come out and you don't have this, um, it even you know, what bothers me is, yes, we and, and I maybe exaggerated a little bit, you have TSSEICI policy, you know, they'll take a chance on somebody with a secret, but you put yourself in a really, really uh, stressful situation of, okay, I hired you, you have 90 days to get a SEC plus. I just did this with a lady. 
she was so stressed out because if she didn't pass that sec plus, she couldn't keep the job. So you put yourself in a brand new position coming out of the military into a whole new world and you have you have 90 days to get a sec plus, right? And, and it's it's one of the it's not an easy test, right? A plus, net plus, those are kind of more basic, but sec plus, um, and then once you get sec plus, CEH and CISSP, um, CISSP is extremely difficult. So um, I encourage people, you know, and, and we sell certifications, but we're not going to sell something to you that you could have got when you're in the military, if you're still in the military. We're going to say, go get your sec plus in the military, get your basics. And then when you're coming out, then come to us for CISSP. Um, but get all those certifications while you can. Um, it'll make you. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That, that's huge. And, and, and I can relate to that because, again, I didn't I didn't serve 20. I did four and out, uh, active mm -hmm. and active. Um, but when I got out, I mean, I'm a young guy, right? I'm in my early 20s. Um, and, and I was a, a medic in the Air Force. But I did nothing, and there was no path, at least that was made, that I was made aware of. And I even worked in the command section for the major general of the of the medical wing. But nobody ever led me down that path. I when I got out, I was like, well, I'm just going to go back to college. I'm going to get the degree I want to get and and start over, right? Basically. So that is very instrumental advice. I think that everybody needs to take note of that. Big time. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people like, so, so let me talk about your um, schooling. And don't let me forget to talk about chasing the money. Um, what a lot of people don't understand is in 24 months, if you go to college and you're going for a four-year degree, 24 months, that's the end of your clearance. So um, all of a sudden I have this young uh, professional coming to me who's like, hey, Kimberly, I have my bachelor's in cyber. Um, and I'm like, so when were you read out of your clearance? Oh, four years ago. Well, it's gone. So now I have somebody who has a degree and no clearance. Well, in Colorado Springs, it's easier for me to get you a job if you have a clearance and a cert, and then you can get your education, right? Because I can train you faster than I can get you a clearance. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's... That's a lot of times young professionals coming out of the military don't understand is it like, wait, I have a 10 year uh, window. No, that's if you're active duty, right? Um, as soon as you stop using it, you have a two year window and then it's gone. Uh, now I will say post COVID, they are doing a lot more, especially in the cyber world um, to go back and clear people and can get it faster than they normally could before that. But um, that I think is a huge foot stomp too. be really, really careful, um, you know, going to school and letting your clearance lapse. Yeah. That, that's a huge point. And I've been in till my whole career and people are always asking that question, you know, well, how long is my clearance good for? Well, as long as you're in the military, I can tell you exactly how long it's good for. Once you get out, I have no idea. Uh, so right. Knowing, knowing the two-year mark's a big deal. Um, yes. That'll, that's actually valuable information that can help people plan a whole lot better. Right. And I spot on with the certifications thing. I mean, we get $4,000 a year in the Army to do certifications. If you're not using it, it just goes away. So it's right. Hard. 
Why aren't you using it, right? And here's the other thing, you know, cyber, I, um, let's see, when most, I don't believe any of my students um, got a job less than 50,000 um, when I was at SecureSet. And now most of them are making well over 100,000. Some of them are pushing 200,000, right? So in cyber, you can make a lot of money. However, I always tell people when they're saying, wow, there's a lot of money in cyber. I think I might go into cyber. Well, you need to be super passionate about it because if you're not, you'll burn out, right? And now you've set your budget at 200,000 and you're like, I'm so burned out. I don't even, I can't do this, right? Um, so taking those certifications ahead of time, come into events like what we have um, in Colorado Springs where you talk to people who are doing cyber, um, then you see, okay, I took the certification. I really love this. I did try Hack Me. I did some of these other CTFs online. Um, I think you know people really, really need to try out these careers before they go headlong into a boot camp or they go into a four-year degree and spend $100,000 um, and then get into the career field and find out, I, I really don't like this. This really isn't me. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, HR in the military is different than HR in the civilian community. Right. Um, so I, I really encourage people to really explore it and do informational interviews um, and, you know, talk to people. I think the easiest way is to talk to people who, you know, have been in the military and gotten out. Right. And LinkedIn is a phenomenon that was not there when I first started this. <laughs> you know, we barely had the internet, you know, 30 years ago. But um, now LinkedIn is there and they can talk to people and they should start this two years out. Um, so that they, in fact, I just helped a gentleman who is deploying and um, he, he called me and he wanted to pay for a cert. And I said, but wait, you're telling me you're National Guard and I know about Army and such, but doesn't National Guard have uh, the cool program. And he said, yes, I think they do. I said, well, listen, you go and you come back and tell me if you have cool. Um, because if you do, then while you're sitting on deployment, I want you to get a plus net plus set plus all of those done for free. <laughs> and then you come to me and we'll get you CISSP and Dr. Murray teaches that. And he's been there, done that and has multiple t-shirts around how CISSP works. So he's not just somebody teaching CISSP, he lives and breathes it, right? Um, and so that's what this gentleman is gonna do. We're gonna stay in contact for the year um, to see if like, if I, does he really wanna do this, right? Um, so that he has a good solid plan when he comes back from deployment. And I think, you know, some people are very busy on deployments and some are not. My goodness, if they could take advantage of this um, and, and really decide what I want to do when I get out and build those relationships. It would be such a better transition, which by the way, I don't think it's a transition, honestly. Um, at SecureSet, I really learned that what I believe it's a transformation. That's a bomb drop right there. That's a knowledge bomb drop for sure. How, okay. I, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's transformation and, and part of that transformation is really participating in your community. Yes. Right. And so I know that, you know, you're involved with the association. How impactful, does, and I know we're getting an echo here. Let me see if I can fix this for a sec. Um, how, how important is it to be a part of a member active in your professional association and what benefits would you get from that? 
so important. Um, and again, that's an easy network, right? Um, you're going where there's people who um, who understand, especially cyber, right? You know, like um, you go to dinner parties and you try to talk about cyber and most people's eyeballs roll back in their head, right? They have no clue what you're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go, and really, honestly, I'm the soft skill side of it. So I smile a lot and nod and I haven't a clue what they're talking about, right? But I'm like, hey, can you fix my computer so there's no malware on there? <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so I am the VP of membership for ISSA here. And um, th this is so crucial. I, and I, I, I find that it's harder uh, in my generation. I mean, I'm 60 years old, right? And it was a big join, joining. You, you joined groups. You joined professional organizations. And then I found uh, the younger groups didn't understand that and, and weren't mentored to do that, right? And so as we have built... Um, ISSA here in Colorado Springs, um, they've done a phenomenal job of making it interesting to the young professionals. Um, and there's so many things available. So they do, um, uh, if you're a member, free test prep for CISSP, uh, free test prep for SEC Plus. Um, we have two free cyber symposiums a year, right? So you're getting knowledge and you're meeting people. And we do like uh, volleyball and different things like that too, where they're fun. So, and then we're involved in uh, international ISSA is working on a program that isn't ready to be, to be released yet, but it's called AIM, um, Apprenticeships, Internships, and Mentoring. And so... Um, I have a lot of experience with that. And so that's what I'm already working on in our chapter is how do we mentor? So for instance, we had 166 people um, at a pub where you, you know, it was like, oh my goodness, there's way too many people to, to manage. Right. Um, and, and so what we're talking about is, okay, how do we, how do we have, a, you know, a bigger venue, not in that pub, we can't handle, you know, more than 166, but move that to a bigger venue and then have a mentoring um, that we do at Jack Quinn's, um, uh, you know, where we can do speed mentoring, it's just like speed dating, but you put mentors at a table um, and three or four people there. And then every 20 minutes, you move them mentors. Um, so those are the kind of things that we're doing. So and I'm, when I'm talking to mentors, these are senior um, senior leaders that we're attracting um, to come to our events. So you may be a newbie and you're talking to, a, um, you know, a, a lead on a contract, um, hiring managers um, all across the board. And of course, you know, we, we also mix it up and put people in who are in different different. Um, arms of cyber because it's just like healthcare if you say i want to go into healthcare well there's lots of tracks right same thing with cyber there's lots of tracks so those we partner with issa for our first friday um and we do a lot of work uh, with issa and of course i'm a driving force in that because i'm the vp of membership and i do that because i strongly believe that that's gonna that is really going to introduce them to the people and really, honestly, um, in my experience, especially in cyber, it's about who you know, and you'll get through the process. Get a job. <laughs> yes, who you know. That is correct. That is absolutely right. Yeah, you can um, be the brilliant person, but 
if you don't know somebody, it's not going to go far. Yep. Yeah. Your network is your net worth. That's for sure. Uh, oh, absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of tactical, right? Pieces to the search. There's your resume, there's your LinkedIn, there's your interviewing skills, there's all of that. Um, but I think, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, and maybe you guys are already engaged in this, but I feel, and this is my opinion, that people that are in transformation, right? I'm going to use your word in transformation. They need sales skills because at the end of the day, this is all a sale, right? They're, and you're the product. So right. is that something that you guys are incorporating those, those selling skills? Because I think that's very important. I, I would like to see more of that with, you know, career transition coaches and things like that, that, that they're actually teaching sales because that's really what it boils down to. Right. Um, it, it really is. Right. Um, and people are, most people are like, Oh, I don't do sales. Right. Um, but you have to have some confidence around what you bring to the table. Um, and so again, if all you do is apply online on LinkedIn, on indeed, um, and you get, all these rejections pretty soon you have no confidence um in, in what it is you're selling right um and so now i'm i think our cyber folks in colorado springs have it a little bit easier because um dr murray and i actually sell them right for them mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah, we, we yeah. set up the venue right we set up the uh we bring we bring everybody together right we we put this if they fail, it's because they didn't show up, right? Not because they showed up and failed. It's because they didn't show up. If they show up, um, and I teased them, I said, if you stand on the wall like a middle school boy at a dance, I'm going to take you off the wall and I'm going to introduce you to people, right? <laughs> so there you I, go. Yeah, I kind of uh, help them, right? Because it is intimidating. Come in 166 people. I have people fly in for Vegas, Richmond, Virginia, and Minnesota. Um, Minnesota for our last event, right? Well, they they just flew in. They don't know anybody but me, right? And so I I do all that introduction, and then they do. You're right. Have to sell what they have. And here's a problem: many of them do not realize that they went and took a boot camp and they got all the certs, right? But they don't realize how much physical security, the skill set for physical security, works into if they want to go into the more technical side, right? So they're telling, oh, well, I don't have any experience. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have a great gentleman's name is Trent Bunnell who helps them rewrite their resumes. Mark Price does it as well. And Eric Crump. And those are my three that, that really will lean into that. And, and I'm like, you just go sit down with these guys and see what you really are bringing to the table because you're selling it. You don't have experience when you actually do. So it's much different from having, an, okay, I just got a cert. I got my SEC plus and um, I went to a boot camp to say, no, I, uh, I have my SEC plus and I have 10 years of physical security that I did in the military. And this, this is my accomplishments around that. Well, now you're not a total newbie. That's right? Absolutely right. And, and great point. Uh, there's so much it goes into a resume for a military person. When you look yes. at the job, 
the additional duties, everything you had your hands in. There's so many things you can pull out of there. So that, that's a great service. Yes. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit more on that networking piece you were talking about. I, I'm career intel. Yes. And I know with my my specific MOS, a lot of the people in my field don't really have a lot of interpersonal communication skills and really have trouble talking to people. I'm kind of thinking you might see a little bit of that in the cyber world as well. So can you talk about having some things about selling? What about interpersonal communication skills? Do you guys have to touch on that at all? So when I was at SecureSet, um, I did all of that, the soft skills um, training. We uh, we brought in like Myers-Briggs and Strengths Finders and all those things and really helped them. Um, so when I was there, the day one, we started on that process um, and I had them for 20 weeks um and it was um it was a daily reinforcement right of um of being able to do that because honestly most intel folks i've met most um cyber folks um are are introverts right um and can do amazing things but they don't want to tell you that they can right they really don't want to have a conversation many times right so so, um, but I will tell you, when you put them, it's so amazing. We we, um, we did an event in the middle of COVID. We did it outside. Um, and I had, uh, I cut it off at 95 people and I had people begging to get in. And these are all introvert cyber folks, right? Um, and so I found it an interesting phenomenon. If you put them together with people that understand them, they do a great job. It's if you put them in a room with people all like me that can only smile and nod at them about their deep technical, then that's very challenging, right? So it's about um, working on that, right? Um, and having people who will coach them uh, and, and help them with their sales skills. Um, and really, you know, uh, when I, Top top one of the slides I'll never forget. It said you need to make forty contacts, new contacts a week. I'm an extreme extrovert, and and I can make the wall talk to me. But forty new contacts, <laughs> forty new contacts a week. I can't even manage that, right? So let's make it contacts. Let's make it build relationships. Let's make it all about relationships. And that's exactly what we did at SecureSet. So we, um, and then now that's what we're doing. Uh, and then Dr. Murray did that with Murray Security Services. And that's what we're making in our community. So it's a family. We're about taking care of each other. Um, and that's Colorado Springs. Like I, I would always tell military members and veterans, if you're sleeping in your truck, that's up to you. You do not need to sleep in your truck in Colorado Springs. You should never be homeless, um, hungry, penniless as a veteran in Colorado Springs because we have so many nonprofits and we and we work as a family here in Colorado Springs. And that's what we developed. So when I, um, and, and, you know, I don't know how you do this outside of a structured setting uh, for veterans uh, and military spouses, but what we did is uh, each graduating class then got to come back and mentor a team or just come sit on a panel or come practice, um, um, you know, practice interviews. We did all of that. And I really think that's the success um, of our, of our cyber folks here in Colorado Springs is because we could really 
get our arms around that and and create a family uh, in this um, in this process. I'd love I would just love to have you guys come. It's just hard to explain um, how this works, but you really don't see anybody uh, left on the sidelines if they show up an event. Uh, and we take care of them. And so the professional, so professional organizations work into that, right? Like ISSA, yes, I'm the VP of membership, but our president of ISSA shows up at the uh, first Friday events too, right? Um, so, so it's just a, it's just an amazing family like you experience in the military, where you take care of each other and you make sure everybody um, has what they need to succeed. Yeah, there's there's a lot of career transition, career transformation groups um, and organizations out there, but you could go right to to one or two or three of those every single day, and you're getting a lot of the same information, right? There's overlap there, but what a lot of people don't understand is you got to go where in network, right? Primarily where people have jobs right? All those other people are working. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in a room full of people that are looking for a job in network? Or do you want to be in a room full of people that have jobs in network? And that's what professional association represents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, I'd say be really, really careful where you get advice. Um, because um, if somebody hasn't either lived this with military um, or or done it themselves, they don't really understand the depth, right? When I say transformation, um, I had a great warrant officer sit down with me when, when we had the boot camp. And he's like, Kimberly, um, let me just kind of explain to you what, what we're going through. You know, we just got back from deployment. We haven't really lived with our family all that much over the last several years with all, all, the, all the deployments. Um, we're in a boot camp that's eight hours a day with three hours of homework. Um, so let, let's talk about this. And so he really was instrumental in helping me as I built the program. Like we really need to wait. What is what is it that's the challenge here? Well, the challenge is you are not transitioning. If I transitioned, if I left Murray Security Services tomorrow and I went to another corporation, that's a transition. I'm just moving companies. When you leave the military and you go into corporate world, nonprofits, trades, they all have a different culture, right? Way different culture than what you had in the military. So you're leaving your tribe and now you're having to learn how to dress appropriately, how to speak um, their language, how to fit into their culture and, and how to live with your family, quite frankly, uh, for many people who haven't lived with their families. So um, to me, it's much more than just writing a resume, learning how to interview. It's really learning how to be be a civilian, right, with all the experience mm -hmm. you've had in the military. But it's really learning that whole way of life without a tribe. And we tried to create a tribe here in Colorado Springs, right? But many people are moving to areas that, that, that people don't even know much about, Um the military, right? So, so they're going into, I don't know. I feel like it's culture shock. Yeah, I would agree. Sean, how about you? No, I think that's uh, one, an amazing point. I think it plays to your point about transformation, um, not, you know, going through a transition, you're actually transforming because that's essentially what we have to do. And 
some of that's coming out of your shell, maybe using the butterfly metaphor. Um, but we definitely have a lot that we have to go through. Yes, absolutely. And that's, again, why I always say, you know, you're going to start two years out, right? And and quite frankly, I, um, I when I get a chance to talk to younger uh, military members, I tell them, like, you need to start now because we all think we're invincible, right? And I'm going to do my 20. Um, things happen. You know, car accidents happen. Illnesses come that don't allow you to stay in the military. And if you just have all of your... Uh, eggs in one basket and I'm doing everything to get promoted in the military without thinking about if I had to suddenly leave tomorrow, let's just say, you know, one of my parents got seriously ill and I really wanted to be with them, you know, whatever crisis there is. Um, and, and I, and I get out of the military, how am I going to survive? Right? Like if they did that all the way through their career, then they, they're prepared. Right. But instead, we focus, focus, focus on the military. And and I've heard this over and over and over again. In fact, I was just like horrified in a TAP seminar. I was on a panel. And this guy's like, we're working 70 hours a week. I don't have time to do this. I'm like thinking, well, if you keep doing that for two years, you're going to drop dead. <laughs> right? Um, but you're doing 70 hours a week for the military. You're going, to you're going to get into the transition mode and you've not built relationships. You've not really thought about what you're going to do. You're going to come out and hit a brick wall, right? Um, and so there's got to be a balance throughout your whole career, I believe, to really prepare you for whatever might happen and you don't get to stay your 20. Or you get to your 20 and you're like, I stayed for 20, but look at all the degrees I have, all the certifications I have the relationships that I have from the professional organizations, right? Then you're really, really prepared. And it's not such a, a culture shock. Absolutely spot on. Um, they need to start early and often. One of the best things I heard was someone say, as soon as you join the military, you need to start preparing to separate, which should uh, definitely make for an interesting transition <laughs> as that goes. Um, but we are running down to the end here. Uh, Kimberly, and, and you're doing, one, you've done some amazing things, and you're still doing some amazing things. Your work with Murray Security Services sounds fascinating, and then how you're still helping the military community um, is just absolutely amazing. So uh, it, as we close out here, um, what is it that you need assistance with or people can get involved with to help with, um, with what you're doing with the veterans and the uh, active duty military and spouses in Colorado Springs. How, how can people get involved in all this? Um, so, you know, if they're in Colorado Springs, we'd love to have, you know, people come um, to our cybersecurity first Fridays. Um, lo love to have that happen. Um, for military spouses, I think it's harder. Um, I've, I was worked for MSEP, Military Spouse Employment Partnership under the Obama administration. And it's so hard to find military spouses. They're so busy um, trying to survive and trying to take care of the family and everything. It's hard to get to them. So if anybody has suggestions on that, we'd love, 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 love to hear that. Um, and then the other thing I would encourage, you know, uh, when it first came out, I was like, I don't know, is Veterans Beer Club. Um, and when I first heard that, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm just going to go and there's a bunch of guys sitting around drinking beer and I'm not going to fit in. Right. And, uh, so I started to go about four months ago and now what we're doing, this is super cool. 
Veterans Beer Club is phenomenal here in Colorado Springs. Um, it's a great network. Take really good care of each other, similar to what we're doing at uh, First Friday. So, if, you know, if there isn't anything else, check out your Veterans Beer Club um, because ours is really good about helping people connect into the community, connect into positions. And now what we're doing is uh, military spouses are welcome at Veterans Beer Club. Vet, uh, veterans, military members are welcome at military spouse events um, so that we're cross-pollinating and helping each other grow these organizations um, so that um, we don't have those miscommunications like, oh, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around drinking beer. No, it's, it's a lot of wonderful professionals coming together and um, helping the community and getting uh, connected. So if there's not a Veterans Beer Club in your area, start one because um, it's it's a national nonprofit, right? Um, so those are the things that I would say is get involved. And those of you in the civilian community who uh, didn't serve and want to serve the military community, just let us know and we will help you plug in. Well, I'm, I'm looking at that. There's not one in DFW that I can see. So I think that uh, there might be a candidacy for a, a club to start up in DFW. Well, there you go. In Savannah, either, but there is one in Jacksonville where I'm heading. So, um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, didn't they get their start in Colorado Springs? Um, you know, it, it could it very well could have been. I don't know. Um, I'd have to ask the president of that. Um, but I know we have one in Colorado Springs. I know there's one in Denver, um, and the one in Colorado Springs always goes to uh, typically. And this is the other cool thing we do. Typically, we go to veteran-owned businesses and host it at a veteran-owned business. So we showcase the veteran-owned business, support them um, by, you know, eating or drinking, whatever they have available, right? A lot of microbreweries, those kind of things here. Um, and, and supporting that community as well as supporting each other, right? So we're, we're boosting a veteran-owned business, getting lots of uh, free marketing for them, and then... Um, coming together and helping. And we always share like what, who has jobs, who has information, where are their grants, which by the way, we just, we have a huge grant out here um, that I, uh, I've put 80, 80, no, almost a hundred people through um, this grant to get cyber certifications. Um, and so we, we let people know um, where there's some free money, where there's some free help. Um, so that, that's a really cool thing. So if you want to come see a veterans beer club, you can come do that as well. <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. Have you checked out higher military at all? I heard they were doing some good things, uh, for spouses. Yes. I love what higher military is doing. I think that they have the most traction of anybody. Um, uh, Brian Arrington, of course, I love what he does. Vets to industry. I'm, I'm an advocate with him. Um, uh, but I would say what I've seen higher military do uh, over all my years, and it's, you know, I was a military spouse for 30 years, um, all my years of being around that and working MSEP and all those things, I really think that higher military really has, uh, has really started something phenomenal that's going to help mill spouses, which by the way, also I think Veterati, right, American Corporate Partners, Brian Arrington, his virtual events, all of those things um, people should get involved with, right? Because um, there's tons of wisdom out there and it's right there free for the asking. But again, many times people don't know um, that it's available. So the more we can spread that, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, 
Kimberly, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on here. I love what you got going on out there in Colorado Springs. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, wish you the best of luck and continued success with this. And thank you on, on behalf of um, veterans for everything you're doing. Uh, just absolutely amazing. It's my pleasure. I love, I love it. Get up every day excited to see uh, what we can do today to help everyone. Absolutely. Most definitely. All right. Well, we thank you for coming on, Kimberly. And uh, at this point, we, we'd like to thank everybody for uh, joining us today um, in, in the chat, watching us. Hopefully you stuck with us through all the technical issues. It's been a heck of a day. Uh, we, we managed to pull it off, though. Um, unfortunately, we did lose one of our guests um, due to the, the delays that we had. So we'll try to get uh, Jennifer on at another time. Um, but once again, thank you to everybody for joining us today and for uh, all their support, as always. Uh, Mark, you got anything as we get ready to head off here? No, I, I thank you again, uh, Kimberly. Very impactful. Um, for those of you that are out there searching, I do want to give a shameless plug to the, uh, to the workshop, the Who You Know Summit. Um, it is one of the best ways to learn whether you're you're military related or not it's one of the best ways um to make sure that you're getting yourself out of the black hole out of the applicant tracking system um getting yourself noticed and differentiating yourself uh, in in your job search so um i'm gonna put this up here just as we're we're closing here but here is the link uh to register and join the summit Outstanding. I highly recommend that. I learned so much doing that. Big fan of what, what the summit does. So thank you to all our guests again today. Mark, thank you as always. Uh, great job today. And one of these days we're going to figure out how to, how to keep Murphy from even showing up. That's keep right. For the title. <laughs> Thanks, John. All right. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for joining. There's so many, so many things you said there that um, are, are worth addressing.